RadioInfluence.com. We'll take a deep dive into the mechanisms needed to provide election integrity and look into the critical 2022 midterms with forensic investigator Jovan Hutton Pulitzer on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it. Leave a rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. With the midterm elections rapidly approaching, far too many people are mentally teetering on a ledge or are looking down from a bridge or threatening to end it all by tuning back on to CNN on their TVs. My guests will most certainly put everything into perspective and hopefully get you down from the ledge. So let's get into it. The second most listened to podcast was episode number 23, recorded in May of 2022, in which forensic investigator Jovan Hutton Pulitzer raised the curtain on election fraud stark reality and dropped the hammer, exposing the mechanisms behind how it's been accomplished while providing solutions to end it, to bring about election integrity. He's an author an entrepreneur and a forensic investigator, an inventor, speaker, and writer. And he's had more than 500 patents leading to at least 40 new inventions in our technological world. He's back right here, right now, to talk to us about the midterms, about electron integrity, and everything you can do to try and make sure we have a fair election this time around I am elated to bring back to the show, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I love it. I love always talking to you, Jovan, because you have a, a, a way of telling people what they have to know and keeping them alive to do something about it. Because uh, uh, so many people are concerned about this election. So many people that listen to you and have listened to so many other people they, they, they've seen for two years, they've heard about election fraud, but the Supreme Court won't take any cases and nothing seems to be going on and happening. And people are just wondering, how safe is this election going to be coming up? So since you've been on in May, tell us what you've been doing and where we stand right now. Well, for most people need to understand that the laws of justice turn very slow, folks. It's it's not like January 6th stuff where it's all fake and they'll run you into jail real quick. We don't have the privilege of that. We have to follow the rules as conservatives. So there's a lot of stuff going on. The most important thing is uh, just recently in Arizona, we delivered another report. And uh, I'll take you back to the history of it so you understand how important this is. Back at the beginning of the Arizona audit. The lawmakers and the Board of Supervisors in Arizona, when they were turning over everything in April of 2021 for this court-ordered, Senate-agreed audit, they handed over uh, all of the information about the machines, et cetera, except one kind of group of data. To us, when we got everything doing the forensic audit, it looked like that there were about, uh, you know, 150, couple hundred thousand ballots that the images were corrupt on. We're all looking at it, scratching our head, trying to figure out what was going on. 
And so we challenged the Board of Supervisors, the county, and said, look, this data is corrupted. Well, come to find out, actually, the data was kind of really missing by some smoke and mirrors. And so the Senate had to force another uh, subpoena. And we finally got the images and they used a little bit of smoke and mirrors saying, well, you asked for everything we had on the systems and we had archived these and you didn't ask for archived ones uh, because we accused them of deleting them. They were gone. It was true. So they played a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Well, eventually they turned them over much later. And as we get to looking at these images, we'll just use a round number to make it easy. There's 150,000 ballots roughly in this group. Well, what we first notice about it is these images on this 150,000 that they said they didn't delete, but they archived. And when we looked at the file folders, they had a completely different structure from everything else in the system, meaning they weren't in the same file structure. They weren't even in the same election software structure that that comes with it. They were just all kinds of lumped together. So that kind of gave us a red flag that, hey, something's up. Then we took a look at Uh, the digital copies of the ballots themselves. It's called the cast vote record. There's three versions of it. You need to get all three versions to see it. And we noticed something really weird. Not only were these supposedly missing, now they appeared. They were not handed over originally. And then we finally got them. They weren't in the same file structure and we got them. They weren't even on the same type of drives they normally secure them on. All of these 150,000 ballots had an interesting curiosity on them. The date and timestamp of the machine, what stamps on to the ballot as it goes through digitally, a digital version, it basically says, okay, here's what batch it was, here's what ballot it was, here's what the machine ran it, what the precinct where it tallied and ran through. It's the only thing that proves that a ballot ran through the machine. So we're going, holy smoke, we got 150,000 ballots that doesn't look like they ran through the machine. So that's where we really begin our forensics on it. When we dug into it, we found out a few other curiosities. Number one, in order to make the date and timestamp appear, the third part of the file had to be synthetically enlarged. So somebody went in and modified the file format to make the last page zoom up just Mm -hmm. enough to make the date and time stamp not be there. So we thought this was very interesting. Here's why. First, if you go back to this election in 2020, and about the 6th, 7th, and 8th, NBC, ABC saying that Joe Biden won, and they're hinting it's going to be about 2,089,000 ballots. November 20th, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors came out and said, yep, Joe Biden won the election 2,089,516 votes pretty specific number. When we check the records of the manual records in our audit, we find another interesting fact that if they declared that that was the number on September 20th, and they said they needed extra days to count the ballots, technically, they still hadn't counted 240,000 ballots. Mm -hmm. So how do you come up with a final number of 2,089,516 votes when you got 240,000 ballots to go? It doesn't stop there. On the 30th of November, the governor, Ducey, and the secretary of state, Katie Hobbs, come in, and they, too, certified the same exact number, 2,089,516 votes. However, if you compare that to the days of the manual audit, there still were 118,000 ballots they hadn't run in. 
They didn't run those in until December 8th or 9th. So we're trying to figure out why are you running ballots in a whole month later, right? And how are you picking this number? Well, we'll find out it's picking out of its Wahoo, but that's not all. When we looked at these ballots, of course, they have all these commonalities. We found out something very interesting. They were all election day ballots. So we go, okay, they, they don't match. They don't have the date and time stamp. They were on a different drive. They said they were missing. Oop, they popped up. Well, at least we'll have the chain of custody. Well, we go back and we get all of the chain of custody documents. This is where everybody signs in ballots, signs them out, says what was picked up, where did they come from, how many did they pick up. They Mm -hmm. get signed in at the tabulation center. They get signed in by an auditor saying these are official. Well, when we look at every day of the election and we're looking at hundreds of people signing, we begin to see that, okay, what's the normal procedure? Well, the normal procedure is one of these chain of custody documents says, where are the ballots coming from? Are there actual ballots picked up? Are there any spoils, meaning replacements? Did you follow the tracking and certification? Did you cut off the certification tags, put new ones on? Did you put them in the bag? Did two people transport them? Did somebody sign them in? Did somebody recount how many there were as they went to the tally center? And predominantly, everybody takes five signatures, everybody signed. So we know normal operating procedure for almost every day of the election is everybody signed. However, on these particular ballots and these particular ballots only, which already have these anomalies, not only did people pick them up and they said, yes, they transported ballots, we saw a drop off. We saw that instead of two people transporting them, like is required, only one person transported them. However, when they get to the MTech center, that's the tally center, not a single person signed for them, not a single person signed them in saying they were received, not a single auditor as required said, yes, I took possession of these. And every single one of the spaces for how many ballots were delivered was blank. Now you have to ask yourself, wait a minute. They always say that this election integrity stuff, that nothing's wrong, there's no such thing as voter fraud, there's no such thing as election fraud. Well, in this, we can show you a few things. We can show you that every precinct across the board prior to that day did it by the rules and everybody signed. So how do we get to the last day and nobody signed Everybody forgot to write down the numbers and they didn't get checked in. That's not a boo-boo. That's the definition of documented widespread. And somebody, somebody gave them an order to do it. I hear what you're saying. And I have two questions here. This is in Maricopa County or this isn't going on in Arizona. And I understand that's been your baby. Are you saying that this was what was going on all around the country And the other question that I've never asked anybody is with all the ballots that came in late or that were doctored or anything, do we know what the uh, we're assuming I'm assuming were they all for Biden? What did Trump get one vote? You understand what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you're saying. First, you need to understand something very unique about us. We're the only team in the country that does this. When everybody started complaining and bitching and moaning about audits and saying, no, we don't need audits. They're too hard to do. Let's just, you know, canvas and do that stuff. It shut down a lot of audits. Thank God for the people in Arizona that got it done so I could get a hold of the ballots. We're the only people in history 
the only people in American history that has looked at it every step of the way, every step of the process, and found this unique way of documenting it back. So my guess is, yes, it happens in every single state. And this is why they're not letting us do audits. This is why they're not giving us the paperwork and the data. The next part of your question, out of 406,000 bad uh, predetermined ballots inserted in Maricopa, remember, I'm giving you hardcore proof in Maricopa. I'm not giving you charts. I'm not saying I'm a math whiz choir teacher and this is my opinion. I'm giving you hardcore edit audit forensics on what it is out of 406,000 predetermined ballots inserted in Maricopa in that batch of 406,000 supposedly a race that was won by a half a point that uh, connotates that it was a neck and neck race the whole time, right? Joe Biden barely squished by well in 406,000 Joe Biden got 91.7% of those votes in those batches. Now Joe, Joe Vaughn now, Okay, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but like, if you're going to try and cheat, don't you want to try and make it look legitimate? You know, it's it's like it's like if if one side, if the cheating side gets like ninety percent, and the other side gets like ten percent, or that they just didn't think nobody would ever figure this out. It's two things. Number one, I knew you were going to ask that. So let me <laughs> it back to you. Um, nobody has ever done forensics on our election. I'm going to play it back to you like this. We have this thing called a risk limiting audit in the United States of America. If you take away the gobbledygook political speak, what it means is they want to limit the risk of them getting caught during an audit and going to jail. Now, the way they usually do it is they say, okay, you will go into a few batches, you'll pull out a few ballots, and you'll look at them. Well, let's say you can look at 10 ballots, and they'll pull out 10 ballots, and you'll look at them, and you'll go six or for Joe Biden and four or for Donald Trump. Now, that's not going to be the right percentage, but at least you're seeing that supposedly Joe Biden won over Donald J. Trump. That's why they do the rig. That's why they do the BS of a risk limiting audit. Now, if you don't accept that, which I told Arizona, I'm not even going to lift the technology finger unless I look at every one of them. And it became a major crisis. People were freaking out on me. I said, I'm not putting my name on it unless I get every one of them. We got every one of them. Now, if you step back and look at it at the level I look at it, instead of going in, picking a few ballots here and there for the risk limiting, make it easy audit that hides this stuff, and you look at it on a batch basis, you kind of find a few interesting things. One, now you're looking at a batch of 200 ballots, not a sample of 10. And when you look at those 200 ballots, that's where you start to see the anomalies, where there's 191 votes for Joe Biden and nine votes for Donald Trump. And you say to yourself, there's no possible way this happened. However, not only did it did, did it happen, it happened for over 200 batches of ballots. Now, here's how the rig works. It's all a wash in those 2,089,000. And so when it's all spread up and stuff, you cannot, you literally cannot see it. But because in forensics, each 
ballot stands alone. And we're just not counting votes. We're counting uh, what style of ballot printed it was. Remember, in Maricopa County, uh, 2,089,000 ballots. If you look at the original style of the ballot, you know, it changes for school districts and stuff. They had 10,700 different versions of the ballot. And because we're looking down at it nitty gritty, we begin to see the trends and everything. So yes, unless you do forensics, unless you do the deep analytics, you would miss it because it's hiding in plain sight in the mass of everything that goes on. And so they only want you to know what happens at the end. You have to remember that. They never bank on us seeing it transaction by transaction, just like our credit cards and our banks. Mm -hmm. They don't want us to do it. Remember, it took lawsuits, courts, and everything else to get it. That's why they freaked out about it. That's why they try to discredit everybody. But when you look at it, just like a bank would audit, this is what it reveals. And that's why every other state and the deep state and everybody in on this, which took both parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, this is why they hide it. Because if you look at everything and you do it right and you know what you're looking at, it comes roaring through like a freight train and you can see exactly how they did it. Okay. Now you're talking about you're finding a couple hundred thousand and you're talking about in a place of two million that you said that Biden allegedly won by two million. No, 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 no. Um, Make sure I understand what you're saying. Okay. There's 150,000 ballots that they can't prove ran through the machine. There's 406,000 ballots that, uh, are predetermined. That means the machines did them. They made up the paper later. Remember, in 2,089,000 votes, the state of Arizona was called for Joe Biden by 10,500 votes. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So you're talking about statewide. You're talking about statewide and looking at Maricopa County. In order order for them to get it and make it look like Biden won by 10,500, they had to insert effectively almost 600,000 fraudulent ballots into the system to make it up, to make it do. Because, you know, the numbers, when you really look at the real numbers, uh, Trump took the state by 59%, Biden had 37%. I hear what you're saying. Now, let's put this on hold for a minute because there's people on the ledge, they are so concerned. The people that listened to you the last time when you broke down about the Dominion machines, that it's not about the Dominion machine. A machine is a machine, just like a computer is a computer. It's the software inside the machines. That's right. Explain to them what that's about. And then has this been corrected for these midterms? Uh, I'll answer that. Has it been corrected? No. Now we'll go backwards. Your gun laying around at your house regardless of whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, doesn't spontaneously hop up and shoot you or decide to go to a school and shoot stuff up. That's not the way it works. It's a piece of hardware. It's a tool. All hardware, in order for it to operate, whether it be a car or playing a computer or otherwise, requires software. That software is either true software or the human provides the software itself. 
It's not necessarily the machines that do it. And that's why it's wrong to say voting machines, because really these companies don't have voting machines. They have voting software. The machines are typically Dell computers. And so that's part of the gobbledygook speak that we get wrong, uh, that people say wrong in court. Now, has this been fixed? Not no. Hell no. No, it hasn't. Why? Well, we have a few little catches in the United States of America is that they have written laws that say you can't run an election without the machines. Why would they write a law like that? You ever thought about that? Wait a minute, I thought it used to be paper ballots. It didn't used to be. That's right. But they have put laws on the books since then that says you cannot do an election without election machines and software and systems. That tells you that's part of the problem. Now, A few things is going on here in a positive light. We now know how to spot it. More people are educated than ever in history as to how this works, what it looks like, and how to catch it. And in some of these places, they're going ahead and doing the elections on machines, but they're absolutely doing a hand count at the same exact time it happens. None of this BS partial counting. They say, we do a count, we do an audit. Yeah, they'll look at 10 ballots and call the whole election of a million people safe. BS, call BS on that stuff. And so there's many things being put in place to check it. And the left is freaking out. It's going to be very hard for them to pull it off. Do not be so naive that you don't think they won't try to pull it off because they will. Their back's against the wall. That party is dead. They lose this. They're over. They know it. They know America is not going to let America go down. Americans aren't going to stand for it. We're going to save ourselves from socialism. And the left and the cabal and the uniparty, which is what we have, they have their backs against the wall. They're freaking out. So, yeah, they're going to try everything, everything they can to swing these midterms if they can. But there are remedies we can do. Yeah. Now, my the podcast that ran right before what we're doing was Dan Schultz and Steve Stern talking about precinct chair people and getting people into the precincts and getting people into the polling places to watch. And, you know, they're trying to take the system over from the groundwork up. But I guess it's very important to get people into polling places. Like if they got five, we need five. You keep your camera, but you be looking around, just That's right. looking for things. Okay. But here's, We'll get into what we can do. But, you know, the average American, according to the New York Post, is losing 34,000 under this administration. We're getting destroyed by inflation. Uh, Violent crimes are up. Illegal aliens are coming across the border in record numbers. Let me make sure I have you right. You're talking about Build Back Better, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm, well, of course, that's what they call it. But you, right. you just beat me to the punchline. <laughs> Why is the Senate even in doubt with them trying to steal or not? Uh, you know what? That one one of the things we have to remember about the left when the left wants to enact a, a law that grown men can have sex with our three, four, and five-year-olds, they're going to name it the Expanding Your Young Children's Mind and Horizons for a Better America Act. You always have to understand they name it opposite of what they're doing. This is just kind of the way it goes. America's fed up. I think the left is fed up, too. I think it's very evident when you uh, look at Biden's number online. America knows he's a mail-order maladminister, selected, not elected administration in D.C., 
they know it. And America's not going to stand for it much more. I think America has its back against the wall. If they want to push our buttons, I'm telling you, they want to push our buttons. But there are things we can do. Let me tell you what you should please, do. It. Please get them off the ledge. Literally, if you received your mail-in ballot, and this is in consideration for when you hear this and when this election comes up, take your mail-in ballot. Do not open it. Do not open it and vote it and send it back. Hang on to your mail-in ballot. Now, let me tell you why you do that. Hang on to your mail-in ballot. Don't open it. Go to the polls on election day. Show up in person. See, that's what the system can't handle. They can't handle the flood over on election day. And that's how Donald J. Trump got right. into office by people showing up. So get your mail-in ballot. They're probably going to send it to you even if you didn't ask for it. Do not open it. Take it with you to the poll. Now, don't show them you have it. Now, you're going to show up at the poll. And when you show up at the poll and you check in ostensibly on a poll book, there's a very high statistical chance that they are going to tell you, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. and Ms. Smith, we mailed you a ballot. We see that your ballot has already come back voted. I'm sorry. And you're going to go, what? Well, when they tell that to you, they're going to give you a provisional ballot just to placate you. They're not going to count it, but they're going to give you one. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. Ask them to repeat it. Say, please confirm for me again what you said. And they'll say, I'm sorry, but we sent you a mail-in ballot and it has already come back voted. Now, they're going to hand you that provisional. Step away. Be polite. Step away. Be polite. Step away like you're going to vote it. But at that moment in time, call your sheriff. Have it pre-programmed in your phone. Not your police. It's not under their jurisdiction. Call your sheriff. And you'll say to the sheriff, hey, I want to report identity theft. Don't tell them you're at the poll. Don't say stupid stuff like they're stealing my vote or I've caught voter <laughs> fraud. Don't do that crap. That's stupid. Yeah. Don't do that. Literally say the following. I need to report identity theft. I'm right here at the establishment. And they showed me on the computer, oh, my God, somebody just stole my identity. I caught it right here. I need you to come down so I can file a report and I can show you on the computer. Now, the sheriff will show up. You're going to tell the sheriff your story. Even when he knows, when he when you give him the address, he knows where he's he heading. May or, he may or may not. He may or may not. But even if he knows, when they show up to take their report, which they're obligated to do, when they come to uh, take their report, they're going to invariably ask that poll worker, who's totally innocent, by the way, don't say they did it. They didn't do this crap. They're going to say, well, look here, it says we mailed them about it. It says that it came in. That sheriff deputy is going to come back to you at that time. Show take it to him. your ballot out of your jacket or your purse. Take that mail-in ballot and say, officer, here is my mail-in ballot. See my name on it? And by the way, you do notice it's not open, right? I'm telling you, I did not vote my mail-in ballot. It's right here in my hot little hand. And here's this provisional they're trying to make me vote. You need to document this. Somebody has stolen my identity. When you keep the word vote out of it, when you keep the word fraud out of it, when you keep the word election out of it, it stays within the sheriff's jurisdiction for identity theft. This fellow that they arrested out of Michigan in Los Angeles for putting voters' information on servers in China is all about identity theft. That's where the teeth of the law is. And at least you get it on the books. Best case, they'll correct it. 
Best case, they'll correct it. Worst case is you're going to still vote by provisional. Uh, they're not going to count that provisional, I can tell you. You're going to have your mail-in ballot in your hot little hand, and you're now going to have a sheriff's report, and you now have a claim against the system that the sheriff will have to follow up on. And because it's about identity theft, they can look into every one of these people that got rejected that way and begin an investigation. And this is how we get people just like happened with the conic fellow for poll chief. This is exactly what got Los Angeles district attorney Garcon, who is a hardcore Democrat, by the way, to actually work with Michigan to arrest the guy at his office in Michigan and have him extradited to Los Angeles under charges. Well, that sounds great, but you know, you put a lot of steps in there that you've got to be careful in what you say. It's like watching my favorite show, Perry Mason, is what you say, because if you say the wrong thing, then, well, Mr. Berger, you opened the door. You know, it's it's like you have to be careful not to use election, not to use fraud, and not to use vote, right? Well, I'll tell you what, here's why. When you use the term election, fraud, or steal, it bounces it from a county and state item. It bounces it right up to the federal level. Let me ask you a question. This Department of Injustice that's perpetrating this January 6th hoax with Garlic Marin, um, Merrick Garland. Garland. Yeah. Do you think, do you think they're going to look at this? Hell no. You expected Bill Barr to do it. He was supposedly Republican and he didn't even look at it. Therefore, I'm telling you, you can do whatever you want, folks. You're grown people. But if you say election stealing vote, fraud, voter fraud, it immediately takes it out of their jurisdiction. And what I'm telling you is now that you know this, you want justice right? Play by the rules. Okay. Now, what else should people be doing on election night? And the reason I'm saying election night is because I'm sure you're going to tell them don't vote by mail. Number one, if you vote earlier by mail, they have a general idea of what the numbers are and what they need to steal it. They actually have a specific idea. Let me tell you how it works. On your mail-in ballot, folks, if you have your mail-in ballot and you're listening to it right now, look at it. There's a barcode on it. It's a different type of barcode than in the grocery store, but you'll recognize it as a barcode nonetheless. When they pop that barcode when it comes back, they're basically saying we're going to check your signature ID. But that contains the access to the database for your last 10, 20, 30 years, however long you've been voting. They know how you cast every vote over your lifetime. It's all right there. So even when they scan that and do not open that ballot. They know what type of voter you are. They know statistically how you voted. So when you do mail-in early voting because you're too damn lazy to show up and save your country, here's what you're doing. You're giving them, you're being your own spy conducting espionage against your own vote. Now, I understand some people that are home, can't get out bedridden, vote your mail-in vote. I'm not saying you've got to be a Lazarus and float over there. I'm just telling you, If we're going to save our country, you know, it kind of sometimes takes getting off your butt to do it. So don't send these things in because you're acting as your own traitor. You're acting as your own spy, sending it in in advance. And if they know in advance, some of these places have 45 days pre-vote in, early vote. They know exactly how many they need on election day. That's why you've got to get out on election day. It throws them for a loop. Now, the next thing, take a blue pen with you. Yes. Do not vote with a Sharpie. Do not vote with the Pentel felt pens, even no matter what they tell you. 
No matter what they tell you, do not use a felt tip pen. Or Here's a one. red pen or a black pen. <laughs> well, you can use a black pen. You can which use is a black pen. Okay, okay. At least it's a pen. I'm just recommending blue for a reason. Don't, in any circumstances, don't use a felt pen. It's a lie that it clogs the machines. That's why they're going to felt. The reason they do it is because the machines can actually insert votes. And if you do it with a Sharpie or a felt tip pen, you now cannot tell any difference between what the machine inserted or what the human inserted, or so they believe we can tell the difference in forensics. And so the way around this is the minimum protection of level is vote with a blue pen, just like you heard President Trump been telling you this last two weeks. The reason everybody's taking my recommendation to vote with a blue pen is because the systems only print in black. Therefore, when you print in blue, if we're lucky enough to get a hold of it, we can see where your vote really is versus what the system did. Got but it's it. an automatic deterrent. See, if they know that it inserts black ink, they know it was made specifically to mimic a felt tip pen. And all of a sudden they see all your votes with blue. They can't do it. It sticks mm -hmm. out like a sore thumb. It's too dangerous. It's a mega deterrent. Think of it like your little sticker that you put on your house and say alarm system active and big Doberman in the backyard when you don't have either. It's the same deterrent. I hear you. Okay, now you're at the polling place, and uh, you've gotten past the guys, the black guys standing outside with the blackjack. Right. Uh, you know, in the black communities, which I hope that doesn't happen again, and or yeah, whatever. Well, unfortunately. And, and in a lot of other communities, they I don't know if they're going to have activists out there to try and stop you or not, but you got to right. just go through, hopefully, the police all over the place. Uh, to, now you're inside. What are you supposed to look out for? What are you supposed to watch out for, and how do you know if you see something suspicious? Well, all of a sudden, what you're going to understand on your ballot is your ballot should be predominantly on a very unique paper. If it looks like it's just a cheap uh, Xerox carbon copy kind of thing, uh, you should point it out. You shouldn't be voted on those types of things. You should be looking around the room for people with laptops open that might be talking to the system who might not be sitting there at the tables. You should make sure that everybody kind of has their privacy when they're uh, casting their vote. And you should particularly pay attention when your vote is being scanned in and see if the machine's rejecting it or keeps on uh, putting it out. If it keeps on rejecting and sending the ballot back saying not readable, you want to make sure you file a complaint right then and there with the poll watchers that are working to make sure it happens. So if, if you actually get an issue where your ballot keeps getting rejected, you'll watch them do it and, and it kicks it out, let's say many places because they're having miscues, QR codes done the wrong way. If that happens to your ballot, bring it up to the person feeding it into the machine, but then also ask for the poll worker that's watching, the observer. Make sure you tell a poll uh, worker, observer, firsthand, so you give them your name and your information, and you can file an incident report that this happens. It's those incident reports that help us uh, basically 
know where some of the indicators are. Now, yes, in some of these places, you're going to have black fellows, the new Black Panther movement or American black military or whatever they're calling themselves these days. It's just like any other protester. They're there to intimidate. Don't let them intimidate you. Right. Walk right past them, stare them down. Uh, you don't have to engage them, but you're actually given a gift if one of them hit you. Hit just, you, right. You're given a gift. You'll right? get a noogie on your head, but you, you may get a few dollars out. That's right. You you hope to help one of these nuts whack you. That's a good thing. So do not be intimidated by it. I have a technique that I intimidate when I go through. I, I look at them very closely. I look at them very mean as I go up to them. I stop about a foot from them. I look at them and then I put on my sweetest voice and it goes, damn, I just love a guy in uniform and blow him a kiss. And then I go in. Now I tweak yes. a little bit as right. I go. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like, you're, you're bigger than I am. Like when we met in South Carolina, you know, you, plus you have security. I I'm five foot seven, you know, like, you well, know, like, I get away with it. I'm you know, a, they may go, Oh, Hulk, oh, oh yeah, well I was in the joint. So yeah, let's let, yeah, let's do this. Now I'm help. <laughs> anyway, now what happens if you walk out of the building and you happen to see in the back or an alley, you see a pickup truck with two guys in the pickup truck and they, they're, they're taking big uh, 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 boxes of, of what looks like ballots and bringing them through a side window. Whip out your camera phone. Do not confront them. Get video if you can, but I want to point something out. You not only want to get the boxes they're moving, License. but you got to think kind of like a, a detective here, folks. You want to get faces as you can, but license plates on vehicles at worst case, right? And you don't have to hold your phone right up in your face like you're some investigator. You kind of hold it down, make sure you're getting it, but just document it. Document, 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 document. It's that simple. Get it clear. Make sure you can read the license plates on your screen. Make sure you can see the faces. Stand back. Do not confront them. Not at all. Do not confront them. Just document it, then report it. Right. Now let's talk about, and I'm going to ask you in advance to keep this clean because this is a, you know, it's a podcast that we would like, you know, some young people to hear. So please keep this clean because I know what I'm about to ask you is going to anger you because the last time you were on, you know, you had some choice things. You kept it pretty clean, but the best way, all of this is good, but the best thing and the easiest way to win the House and the Senate or the presidency or any election in a country with 360 or some million people is to get out and vote. But most people, a lot of people don't. The best way to beat a machine is, <laughs> right? That's right. You got to show up in person. I, I'm sorry. I can't give keep, them a passionate plea. I can't keep it clean. Mud, dirt, dust, mud, mud, dust, dirt clods. I'm sorry. I had to get dirty there for a moment. But anyway, um, <laughs> literally, folks, you got to show up. If you're yeah. friends, I, I had a conversation with somebody I truly love, a great friend of mine in Georgia, um, known her forever and forever and ever. And she's finally says, I'm just not voting in the midterms. I couldn't believe it. My jaw dropped. She says, I know it's not going to count, so I'm not going to vote. And I said, you understand that they don't need to re-rig an election again if people just stop voting. 
mm-hmm. because they killed your will to do it. We must be voting now more than ever. More than ever. We must be getting people out more than ever. Folks, you need to vote like your life depends on it because very simply, your life depends on it. Depends on it. it. And (laughs) tell them what you said last time. If you don't vote, get prepared to speak what? That's right. You got to start learning Chinese. You might as well, if you're not going to vote, you might as well just go register as a Democrat and you might as well start learning Mandarin. It's just kind of the way it goes, folks. You're rolling over. If you don't vote... You are doing one or two things. You are saying, I agree that I hate America and I want to destroy it and remake it and socialist image. Or you are saying, I'm too lazy to bother saving my country. Well, why do you ask all of us to do it for you? Why do you say, well, they're not doing anything and they're not doing suits and they're not finding anything and they're not prosecuting when you yourself won't do the one thing we need you to do. And that's just make sure you stand up and vote. You have to get out there, folks. That's what overwhelms the system. Look, why do they they uh, suppress our words on social media? Because they're afraid of us. Do they suppress our words because we're all lying or we're all fibbing? No, they're suppressing our words because we're telling the truth. Are they shutting us down because we're wrong? No, they're shutting us down because we're right and they're afraid of us. Right now, there's a big astroturfing program going on. Astroturfing is where they make up news, make you think that you've already lost because they want you to give up. I told you the story about World War II and the Allies and the airdrop. Mm-hmm. Tell it again. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I know you love telling this story, and I know why. It just makes sense. It just makes sense when you think about it. This has been used in warfare, folks. Hold on, hold on. Before you start, people, you're going to have to go look this up because you're not going to believe this, but <laughs> he's not going to lie on the, on the radio. <laughs> it is literally, you have to understand this, folks, what it is. Back in the war, back in World War II, Allied planes, when they were coming in over in uh, Allied territory where the enemy was in, our guys would drop condoms from the plane. Now you think, what? Condoms from the plane. (laughs) But here's what they would do. These were uh, exaggerated, super oversized condoms. Ding dong. Yes. On the package, they would say American small. (laughs) right now would think about that for a minute think about that for a minute they were worried about oh my god what's carrying this lumber around and they were psychologically messing with the troops on the ground now that is something so very simple they didn't have to kill anybody they spent a little uh money on what we would call a novelty condom but they dropped it from the air and the word got out Oh, my goodness, these American giants are coming. And it made a tremendous amount of soldiers on the other side put down their weapons and run or actually just surrender. That's called astroturfing. That's called psychological warfare. And that's what they're doing to us, folks. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, the one other thing that I think you must do, because, you know, how the, the Marxists have taken control of the schools, they've taken control of Hollywood, they've taken control of the media, they've taken control of the evangelical churches, a lot of synagogue, you know, they've, they've gotten in that Marxist thing. So the one thing I think you really need to do is explain to the people why you need to vote. Because see, it seems to me, and I fell into this too, we always think 
the chicken, chicken little, the end is here. Like I had friends that thought Bill Clinton was the Antichrist. Right. They thought that was the end. Right. I was sure we couldn't survive Obama, especially the second. I couldn't believe when he won a second time. Right. And I'm saying, you idiots. And here we are again. So you got to kind of tell them, you know, OK, we got through Clinton. We got through Obama. But the problem here now, they have gotten so much of their stuff in. They pushed us to the edge of the cliff. There's no place else to go. Is that accurate? And the problem is people will say, well, you've been saying this for 25 years. Yeah, I know that. Here's the difference, folks. And I've had to have this same come to Jesus meeting thoughts of, of, about myself. Here's the difference. In the um, Obama or excuse me, in the Clinton and Bush years, they really learned how to suck a lot more money out of the system and do a lot bigger programs and a lot bigger funding. And then, of course, when Obama came in, his job was to destroy America and he did it. Mm -hmm. But the Obama administration did two additional things. They basically weaponized our internal agencies, FBI, et cetera, Mm -hmm. placed their own people in. And then what they did is stuff that was already going on in the Bush era. They started placing people in at top corporations, top foundations, et cetera, where they eventually control the money too. And that's why these corporations, you know, we need to absolutely make the woke go broke. That's why these corporations spend our own dollars against us. See, we vote by our ballot. That's our paper vote. You're voting right now by giving us your time listening to this program. That's a vote as well. And your money's a vote. The difference between today is they've perfected it all now. They're in everything from the schools to the hospitals, to the corporations, to the major brands, to the institutions, to the courts, et cetera. They're set. This is a, a, uh, a last minute play to make the rest of this stuff go down. It's been happening for a very, very long time, but now it's your time to activate. You have to activate and vote more. I did this myself. I treated a ballot like a lottery ticket. Uh, I'd vote for a president. I never cared about a mayor or a, a school board member or anything. I just realized as I did this audit, they've been inserting people mm-hmm. in the system with down ballot votes we never cared about. And they brought them all the way up to the ranks. And that's how we get a social whatever Obama was that rises from nothing immediately to president. That's how we get that. It was planned and it was orchestrated. Well, here we are. Face it, folks. This is real. And but they have all of their troops, their spies and their agents in all kinds of places right now. Did you ever think that Walmart's largest contribution would be to Black Lives Matter or the Ford Motor Company, for that matter, that as a Marx, giving it to a Marxist organization, making the statement and imprimatur that you're inherently racist because of the amount of melanin you have or do not have in your skin. That's where it is, folks. They've got it ready to activate and they're turning on their sleepers. What they're banking on 
is they can lull you to sleep with smoke bombs and gaslighting, telling you nothing's wrong, there's nothing wrong with the elections, those are all conspiracy theorists, that's all nuts, don't be that, and if you think it is, you're racist and you don't want to be racist, do you? All of this fear-mongering has put us in this position, and now is the time to be fearless, period. That's it. You want to save this country, you've got to activate. But I'm telling you, for you and I, folks, it's over. That's the sad sack of affairs right now. This is about our kids and our grandkids only. You're not fighting for yourself. You're not even fighting for your neighbor. This is such down to the wire. We're fighting for the future of our children and the future of our grandchildren to have the benefit of growing up in the same exact uh, country with liberties and freedoms that we all did. You, you couldn't have laid that out any better. And people, especially people like myself who are sports fans, you don't think Javon is giving you the truth. Look at some of the end zones in the NFL where Black Lives Matter is there. Look at what Tom Brady and all kind of people are wearing on their football helmets. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Stop hate. What what hate? What's hate? What, what, you want to tell me what hate is? I'm a Christian. You hate me? Is that the hate you're talking about? Are you talking about hating? But, you know, the whole thing, as you just said, and one of the ways they got into the system, as Jovan was saying, they got into corporations. That's right. They didn't have to go that high. Get into human resources. When they got in the human resources department, they're the people that hire people, and they're the people that end up getting the ear of these corporations, you're saying, why would they hire these people? Because these people come in and say, hey, I'm young, I'm hip, I know, I understand the pulse of today, I understand you wanna get these young people's money, I can tell you how to do it. I can tell you what the direction this company needs to do because those old fogies, they're done. You need this new group of people coming up. It's going to be your next group of money-making millionaires. I can get you in with it. And they, they took over a lot of human resources because I was wondering, how did they reach the upper echelon of corporations so fast? That's and right. all this is is rules for radicals, Saul Alinsky, uh-huh. Community, community organizing, Obama, Hillary Clinton, they all taught, they all understood it, and they did it from the ground up. They did grassroots. We've never done it that way. And now we understand when Trump couldn't save us, when the Supreme Court couldn't save us, when Mike Pence and his damn gavel couldn't save us, when all of these things, nothing safe is up to us. And we right. are the only ones now, people that can do this, or we're about to lose this country. And if you don't think that it doesn't take a long time, I was listening to Tulsi Gabbard talking about how she left the Democratic Party. I don't know what she is now, but she left the Democratic Party. And it was amazing how she said she got involved from some type of city council in Hawaii, two, three more steps up the ladder, she's running for president. That's right. They've done it from the inside, folks. Look, when... When they get these, when they started putting in quotas based on melanin, not based on your melon and how good you could do the work with no regard, they started training a crop 
of people that would follow the rules for radicals. Now, there it is. that kind of became a list that was known. And if you were willing to play the game, Obama's one of them. If you were willing to play the game and you got in the schools, well, you're kind of put on this list as up and coming. And all of these money movers and shakers that are undoing this, controlling our dollars, trying to control our lives, eight, 11 corporations control everything we buy in the United States. Mm-hmm. They literally reached out to those people that were trained the way they wanted them because they know we'll put you at the top. We're going to make you rich, but we need you when we need you. And they're placing these people in. Looks like they're pulling rabbits out of their hat. No, it is a Mm -mm. full underground movement. They took over HR, right? They took over HR. Why did they take over over HR? Because they hate HR. They hate Republicans. And so they wanted to take over the world and hate on Republicans. They took over HR human resources and they put their people in top places. And people, if you don't believe, because I, I, I live in New York and I'm on Long Island, but I'm not too far from the city. And if you don't believe that they can, as he said, if you were on that Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky's book, which was, by the way, dedicated to Lucifer, first radical, because he, you know, he turned on God. If you don't believe, if you play the game, that you can't rise really quickly, I warned people, they laughed at this woman in New York. A lot of my friends laughed. I said, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, you could see this woman, former bartender, had nothing going for her, and all of a sudden, she's basically bitch-slapping Nancy Pelosi. I just say three initials, A-O-C. Right. That's how it Look works. Look at where this woman's gone. What is, what is she? That's how it works, right? That's right. It's absolutely incredible. We have Joe so Bond, many sleepers and meet yeah. up in our system. It's nuts. And that's one of them. Yep. And the squad. Next thing you know, the squad is like they're running. This, it's like they're running the show. That's right. It, it, and, and who are they? Where did they come from? See? So now uh, you keep saying we. Well, we did this and we're the only in the country and we're the. Please tell people who we are. Well, I have a I have a team of a, a dedicated personnel that are a forensic team. It's uh, in excess of 40 people. And we do this basically real time, full time. And we had to create a way to look at these elections differently. Remember, even the, the rules about how we monitor elections were broken. So we knew going into 2020 when something happened that we had to innovate a brand new way to audit, to inspect, to understand what was going on because we can't fix it if we can't understand it. If we can't understand it, we can't explain it to lawmakers and come up with solutions. And therefore, we had to completely rethink how should elections be audited what should really be looked at and how can we find all the different ways that our election system is compromised? So when I say we, I'm talking about my team that does that. It's Tesla Laboratories. And this is what we do. And it's not that I want to do it. Nobody should want to be in the audit business. I'd like the uh, election audit business to disappear. Uh, I wish it was all, you know, transparent and great, but that's unfortunately not what it is. And because we're fighting for our life, more importantly, we're fighting for the soul of America, every one of us. We had to innovate the way to find this. 
uh, and stop it once and for all. And that's kind of what made me one of the most dangerous men uh, to this system there is because they don't want anybody, well, messing up their racket that they've been pulling on us for decades. But we're going to stop it. I, I, I pray you do. Now, you've been very big in Arizona. Uh, is this a situation in which you're just going to like cleaning up Tombstone and then Dodge City and everybody else decides, OK, we can clean it up, too? Like, is this you're just focused on Arizona and let's get to Arizona. And once this happens then maybe go to Georgia or here or there or you or have you branched out? Well, I, I there's a few reasons uh when I started mentioning other states early on that we were Panic. talking with, the, the deep state yeah. that people started working on those states, trying to convince them not to do it. So I no longer mention how many states we're working with. And I focus specifically on Arizona because it was sanctioned by the Senate. That's what created this. It's the only one that's ever been done like that. That's why it's more important. But you bet your bippy that every state realizes they have a problem. They're trying to figure out how to do it. And we're just here to help everybody we can figure this out and get it done. This is the tip of the iceberg. But when you find out how to do it and when you understand how to catch it, all you do is you basically mass produce it. And mass producing uh, good election integrity is very important. And we will show down from the city and county up to the state, up to every single state, how to do this because if we cannot have truthful and transparent elections in America, America will fail. And if America fails, the entire world goes down. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And when I listen to you, you know, when you did your presentation at Rock the Red um, back in, I think it was January of this year, and then listen to you on the panel and having been there the year before, one of the sad things that came out of this was that the resistance to try and stop you is not just coming from Democrats. That's correct. Tell That's them, give them, give them the, give them the hard, cold facts. Well, the truth of the matter is um, we have a uniparty, folks. We don't have two parties. I, I no longer I used to believe I would say we maybe have a bad politician in this city. We've got two bad politicians in the state here. Maybe these at federal government. I'm completely reversed. I think there may be one good politician in this state, one good one here. But I've also realized it took both parties to do what happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. It took both parties to pull it off. And right now, the enemy we fight is not the left. The left is right. very clear on what they're going to do to America and why they think they're right. I can understand the enemy that tells me their intent. At least I know what I'm fighting for. On the right, we have people that say they're conservative, say they're God-fearing, say they're for our country, and they're lying to us. And they're turning on us. That's the scary enemy. That's just as bad as the unseen en enemy. And so right now, we fight the right. The moment anybody in system, senators or whatever, lets the cat out of the bag that we're talking, we're helping them do it. The deep state, the rhinos, the right go to work on them very hard to talk them out of it. And it's because we have a uniparty system. And this is the biggest thing I thought that President Trump did 
he exposed who everybody was. In other words, he exposed either you're for uh, God, family, country, constitution, and you really wanted America first, and 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 or and he exposed that. It seems like the fight now is America versus globalism, globalists. That's true. And and both sides that are into that global thing, Donald Trump. Trying to do fair trade deals, bringing the bringing the uh, manufacturing back here. That's not what they want. See, and and we knew after that election was stolen, when so many Republican governors and people who were in position to not certify elections they knew were stolen, when they did certify them, we went aha. That's right. They reveal themselves every day. This is and it's sad. So uh, we've got to fight around all of this. And uh, when is this going to collapse? Uh, probably the things you said that probably and other people have told me that it, that I didn't want to hear. And I don't think any of us want to hear that this takes time that to, to, to prove election fraud or to get this done, proven facts, collected everything, eyes Cross, I dotted, T's cross, through the courts, takes time. That's right. It's a, it's a hard process. You know, we're a world that wants everything now and immediate. We no longer read our news. We get a headline and think we know the news, and that's not true. And the same is in election integrity or anything else. It takes a while. You have to work hard through it. We're fighting a system where you get attorneys involved, and then the bar uh scares them that they're going to, you know, disbar them and not let them practice. They're pulling out every trick, but it still hasn't stopped us. But this takes a process, folks. But I can tell you, we have the goods. We have the proof. It's coming out more and more every day. And the fact that Los Angeles District Attorney Garcon, who is a very far liberal, has uh, even stepped up to the plate and uh, arrested the poll chief, Connick, uh, CEO. Uh, because he had no choice, right? Yeah, they has no choice. Their back's against the wall. They have to do it. They can no longer hide it. And as they hide it, when it's in their face and provable to them, that's when they become culpable. And I think they know the writing's on the wall and people are going to go down and they're trying to make themselves look, look good because they don't want to go down the drain with others. But it is a constant, constant battle, which we are winning. Right. Well, I hear you, Jovan. How do you see the midterms? What do you see happening with the House? Uh, I think they're going to pull out everything they can to make it go wrong. I think there's going to be shenanigans all over the place, but I still think predominantly we're going to pull it out. And uh, House and Senate. Say it again. House and Senate. I believe we can. Yeah, I believe it's it's I know it's, we can, but do you believe we will? <laughs> I, I believe it's poised to do it. It's all about a calculated risk right now. And on one side, they'd like to throw us into a civil war because then they could take our guns. But I don't think they're willing to do that. On the other side, they're trying to figure out how can we maybe just take what we got and maybe it takes let let this younger generation come up a little bit more that we've got trained. So they're all weighing their odds right now. 
They're weighing their odds. The pandemic failed miserably. It backfired. Everything they've done has backfired. The J6 committee has backfired. These new IRS, IRS agents, people now distrust the government, all our institutions more than they ever have in history. Uh we're going to see how hard they're really willing to take us down. And uh, sadly, we're not going to know until uh, election night in November. They're already hedging their bets, saying it's going to be too many votes to count and it's going to take a while. But I would also tell you the words getting out, don't vote by mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. And when you compare across the country right now, mail-in absentee ballot requests are down 57%. And that says America's paying attention and doesn't want to repeat. I hear you. And one of the things that... Uh that I think also happened with the, when everything got shut down and with the media, the the true media being shut down for the disingenuous mainstream media. uh, I never planned to do anything like this. Uh, You know, I, I just had to, and there's just been so many people around the country just doing podcasts, have their faithful group of listeners and you do your things and all kinds of people are doing their things. And it seems to me the word is getting out over the internet. Absolutely. Because you can't get it through the mainstream media. They're not about to cover it. And um, and I, I just think the word is getting out. But I, I just hope that people really take it seriously. You know, everybody knows the story about the boy that cried wolf. Well, remember what did happen at the end. The wolf did show up, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm not. Oh. If I'm not mistaken. That's right. The wolf, the wolf is right here, people. This is it. It's now That's or never. And do not believe the polls. Even when the polls will tell you that Republicans are leading, they're going to sweep everything in the House and Senate, leading by double digits. Don't believe the polls. Choose to believe in yourself that you're going to show up and vote on Election Day and make a difference. That's where you can trust it's right. Thank you. Jovan, thanks for coming on. Please tell people how they can reach you and anything you'd like to promote. You're wonderful again. And I know people are clamoring to hear what you have to say. So please tell them how they can reach you and anything that you'd like to uh, put your stamp of approval on. Sure. Easiest way to find me, folks, use a hashtag, the pound sign, and then my full name, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, all together, no spaces. When you put that in your search bar, it goes specifically to my work. You can find me everywhere, your Apple podcast, SoundCloud, you name it. My primary site where I give a lot of the hardcore information is jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. But the easiest way to find my body of work, don't search my name, don't put any spaces, just put hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer all run together two T's boom it's like laser tag you'll find everything I do right uh, Jovan I really appreciate this and I'm just going to let people in on a little inside secret here uh, I, I emailed Jovan about five days ago and I said hey Jovan do you think it would be better if you come on before the election or after the election like do you think it'd be better for you to give them let them know what is going on and to be prepared for or after the election when now, what do we do from here? And Jovan said, both. I'll do both. <laughs> hey, so you know you'll be coming back, buddy. Hey, yeah, thank you. Folks, we're in this together. We're in this together, and we're going to be watching it closely, and we'll be here for you. Thank you for coming on, Jovan, and God bless you and your family. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, the man knows. And please, people, you got to get out and vote, because if you don't, we're going to lose our nation. 
I want to thank Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer for once again providing much needed information to help us deal with a major concern to many Americans today, election fraud and integrity. Make sure you get out and vote in person on Election Day, friends, and keep your eyes and ears open. Be on the lookout. And if you see something suspicious, report it. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. Well, that's a wrap for this episode, friends. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America. America.